0: Hey guys, how you doing today? My name is Chris Hacquez and this is your Best Life Defined Hope you woke up this morning excited about the things you got to get to do today. That would be cool if you had something, maybe a bunch of stuff in your day that is like, yeah, rocking it. I'd love to do it kind of thing. You know, that'd be cool. I hope that's the ultimate goal for me is that for me to spend enough time up here sharing my ideas and to get this story right. So someone actually is able to do that. They're actually able to say, when they look back at their life, they're able to say, you know what, I am doing more of the things I love than I did before. And it all came down to was the willingness to step into that box or to punch a hole in that box and go in a new direction with your life. Broaden your footprint on this thing called life, right? Bigger footprint, more experiences, more things that you know, learning things and doing things, right? That brings me to the subject of this podcast. And that is how to die doing what you love. How do, you, how do, how do you these people manage to die in amid the activity that they love? that's the coolest thing my biggest fear when i worked in the federal prison was i would get immensely sick or worse i would die at work can you imagine how sad that is It, it might not be sad i mean if you picked it right if you are following what i'm saying about your choices and what what's possible for you there's a possibility that you might die doing what you love but it's not too likely most people don't die doing what they love that's kind of crazy, really, when you think about it. Why not? Well, and people say, well, well, I have to have the house. I have to have the car. I have to pay for this. I have to work for that. I have to do this. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. But it's only because you haven't chosen to change it. Just a sideline there. Just a sideline. But So how do you die doing what you love? Well, this might be the world's shortest podcast. I can give you the answer. But I want you to think about it a minute. What do you suppose the answer is? You crash your speedboat, <laughs> you're out on the lake playing, having fun, you just run that speedboat into a tree. Hell, he died doing what he loved. <laughs> well, I guess that's one way to accomplish it. I don't know that I would recommend that. I'm not telling you to run into, drive your speedboat into a tree or to, you know, fall off a cliff on your mountain bike. <laughs> it's the, per, the perspective I'm putting on this is that it's, about, it's a lot of percentages. The more time you spend doing what you love, the more likely it is you're going to die doing what you love. And the opposite is true as well. Chances are if your life is full of things you don't love to do and the majority of your time is spent doing those things, then there's probably a pretty good chance that you're not going to die doing the things you love to do. You're going to die doing the shit you have to do. And I guess for some people that's fine. That's not fine for me. That's why I'm out here. See, even if I were to drop over dead right now or in the next week, that that's definitely the truth. I will be able to say I'm doing what I love because my life encompasses the things I love. I have built my life around what I love to do. Is it perfect that I live in a fifth wheel? No, living in a fifth wheel has its downfalls. I mean, it's there's shortcomings in every choice we make, right? Just like you in that big house. Sure, you have a nice house. It's comfortable. It's, it's stable. It's got a, a lot of room. The downside is you have to clean it. The downside is you have all that yard work. The downside is you have to pay for it. Because you want to die doing what you love, then do more of what you love. I mean, and that that makes sense, right? And I'm not faulting you. This isn't a lifestyle thing. I'm not criticizing anyone for their choices in life. I'm criticizing you for why you make those choices. You know, I've said this before, but you know how you can tell when someone is truly into their life? They do it well. They spend their time engaged in it. Their things are organized. They are always moving forward in that life. You, you don't see their life in disarray, the things they do in disarray. Because people who collect trains or who collect anything, their, their collections are impeccable. People who love their cars, clean their cars. They polish their cars. They maintain their cars. They take pride in their cars because that's what inspires them. That's what they love to do. How many things in your life are in somewhat disarray? Your shop is a mess. Your house needs to be painted. The yard needs to be cleaned. The weeds need to be pulled. Your relationship is struggling. find the motivation. If you want to die doing what you love to do, then start doing what you love to do. That's going to be the that's going to be the starting point. It doesn't even matter if you fill up 8 hours or 10 hours a day. The majority of us when you think about it, you're, how much time are you going to spend today doing what you love to do? I opened up this podcast with I hope you have some things in your life that are exciting that are going to energize you today. I mean that. Because the truth is, if you're honest with yourself, which is a seems to be this avoidable, this uh, impossible task for a lot of us. It, it seems to be truly impossible for most people to truly be honest about how they really feel about most of the things they do. They are always shrouded in, in a cloak of happiness. No, I'm happy with my life. I wouldn't change a thing in my life. Are you shitting me? <laughs> Are you kidding me? Here I am. I'm the guru of living your best life. I wake up every day and I think about it, talk about it, take action towards it every day. And there's all kinds of shit I would change about my life. I mean, if I had the choice, I would change my life. I would I would own property in every place that I love to be in. Every place that I love. I'd have property in Florida and Montana and Colorado. And instead of driving a fifth wheel, I'd drive a bus. Why not? More comfortable. Cool. Be cool to own a bus. I think that'd be cool. Be a challenge to learn how to drive a bus. I'd change all kinds of things. If I could change anything in my life, I'd be I'd be ten years younger. I'd be ten pounds, fifteen pounds lighter. <laughs> Shit. Even if your life is deemed perfect, even if you have a perfect life, let's let's blow that smoke up someone else's butt. As far as what what you, I wouldn't change a thing. Well, no, that's another way of you saying I don't have the energy to change a thing. I don't want to change. I'm tired. I'm done. I don't need one more thing on my plate. But back to how you die doing what you love. Starts with making a list. What do you love? Okay. What do you love to do? Put that on the list. Now, out of that list of whether it's five or 50 things, how much time do you spend on the average day doing that thing? Chances are you're probably not spending any time on the average day. Maybe you are. Maybe you're walking. Maybe you're going to the gym. Hopefully that's the case. And then increase that time. Or if you don't want to do more of what you're already doing, maybe it just comes down to adding something else. Now, here's where the struggle comes in. Because in order for us to add things to our life, we have to... We have to take something away because what's funny about our life is our life expands to as big as the space we live in. So we live within our means, with our house and, and our time. We, we're, You wake up in the morning at five in the morning, your feet hit the floor and you're running like a bat out of hell till you finally go to bed at 10 o'clock at night. And you're busy that whole time, unless you're like me where you wake up every morning and you still hit the ground running at five o'clock in the morning. But you can make changes, and have the ability to fl- the flexibility to change is endless for me. Aside from the four hours a week I work on the RV or take care of business that has to be taken care of, my whole day, my whole schedule is open. But if you're working a full-time job doing that grind, that American dream thing, you've got to open up some space for you to add those things to your life that to ensure that you don't die doing what you what sucks. Do more of what you love. So how do you do that? Well, you could pick something that you don't love to do that has the least impact on your life. Like I picked no lawn. Actually, I picked the whole get rid of the house thing, all the shit thing, and I just live in a fifth wheel. That that opened up a lot of time for me to do what I love to do. See, I'm okay right now. Let's say that in the next five years something happens and my life goes to shit and it suddenly ends abruptly. Would I be happy about that? Obviously not. I The biggest regret I have is that I'm not having the opportunity to capitalize on what my future would look like. Because it's changing. I won't be the same person I am today in five years. I won't be in the same place I am today in five years. I will have grown. And it's exciting because I love doing it. Can you say the same thing? Can you say that in five years... You will be spending more time than you are now engaged in activities that fill your tank with energy. Wake up in the middle of the night excited because you get some idea, some new idea about that thing you've been working so hard at. See, doing what you love isn't any easier than doing what you hate. In fact, doing what you love is sometimes harder because... It's learning how to fit that thing in. It's learning how to insert that thing into the life you've already created. Because there is no room. And it's being able to find the motivation to do that. To take action towards that thing every day. Until it's a part of your life. Until it becomes who you are. What you look like. It represents you. But What other choice do you have? You have no guarantee that you have a week left. You don't have no guarantee that you have next year. Why would anyone wait? And I guess the biggest thing is in all of this, in this whole podcast, it really comes down to the simple premise that if you're basing your life on someone else's scale, on someone else's idea for happiness, what about you? What are you missing out on? What are you missing out on when it comes to your true potential to be and experience the things that you want to achieve? Now, some people settle into their pond. They're sitting in their murky-ass pond and they float around and that's good enough for them. And I'm not faulting anyone for that. If you're done living, if you're done growing and excelling and wanting to do more and achieve more in your life, what, what do I have to say about that? It's not my life. But it's neither, neither isn't my plan. I'm going to go out of this thing fighting. Last 30 seconds of an MMA fight, that's me slamming and doing it and going for it and running hard. Why not? It's going to end the same way. If you want to to die doing what you love, then start doing more of what you love. If you want to die doing what you love, step away from all that crap that sucks. Do less of that stuff that sucks. And back to the honesty thing. I'm sure you're not going to tell me your life sucks. You certainly wouldn't tell your wife your life sucks. But it does. It does. It's all about the comparison. I've been, you know what's funny is I'm hitting on all these points. The comparison, if you compare your life to someone who's struggling, let's say the homeless dude under the bridge. And let me just clarify something. You assume the guy under the bridge is struggling. We assume that. Because while well, he's different, who would live under a bridge? But it's possible that that's where he's the most comfortable. It's possible that that is his thing and that he's got the resources and everything he needs to accomplish that to, to maintain that. And it's not merely a choice of, it's an issue of addiction or of, of some tragedy in his life. Maybe he's doing what he loves. Maybe she's doing what she loves. All those people who criticize Sandy and I for our decision to sell the house and to move into the fifth wheel. I mean, I, I get it. It's different, so it has to be bad. It's different because it has to be bad. And the other thing is, it has to be bad because if it was really more amazing than where any of my critics view it, then the question would be, well, why the hell aren't they doing it? Why aren't you out there chasing your dream? Why aren't you out there kayaking on the Grand River? And it's not actually a logical argument. It's not actually a logical argument that someone would say, well, that's crazy that you would live in a fifth wheel. Is it? Is it crazy that my decision to live in a fifth wheel is driven by me wanting to access things like kayaking in the Grand River? And you say, well, well, yeah, but I can do that too. Well, can you? No matter where your children are, can you spend two months where they're at, hanging out with them, hanging out with the grandkids, and not have a major inconvenience? Do you have access to the ability to live anywhere in the country? I'm not judging your life. I'm just saying that if I were to die today, people should know that I died doing what I love to do. The same is true for you. If you want to die doing the things you love, the way you do that is you do the things you love. And then death will come. It will come for every one of us. I know this is a subject a lot of people don't want to talk about, but it's true. Death will eventually come. And when it does, if you're in the right place, if you have planned your life outright and based it on who you are on the inside, not this model that's been given to us all, the house, the car, the kids, okay, you're good. Stop working. Just just keep staying in debt until you die. You will never die doing what you love. The odds of you dying, doing what you love are slim to none. I'm crazy, you bet, I'm crazy. Sandy's crazy. Crazy for wanting to wake up every day with things on the agenda, on the horizon that are inspiring and energizing. Crazy for wanting the freedom to be able to see and experience things that most people never have the courage to ever consider. Why not? It wasn't crazy. Why, why crazy for wanting to spend July in Bar Harbor, Maine? Spend a month exploring Acadia National Park spend 6 months in Florida on the coast playing in the water. Is that really crazy? No. Me getting ready. I mean, I'm going to die someday. God, that'd be the that'd be a blessing, wouldn't it? I want you to say, "Hey, he died doing what he loved. Yeah, <laughs> that's a pretty good plan. I don't know. I keep thinking about it. I'm getting excited about it. I feel like it's a good thing that I keep showing up every day. I'm not waiting for anything beyond someone to say, hey, listen, I get it. I pick up on what you're saying. It makes sense to me, and I'm applying it in my life, and it's working. That's the goal. I back when I was angry and life started to change for me, and I gained some perspective on who I was and and this whole adventure. Because it's been like 12 years now since I started really focusing on the meaning of happiness and why we make the choices we make. And I show up here every day because maybe it'll help. Maybe it'll help you capture some of that that joy, some of that something of some of that that's missing in your life. Because we all have. We all have deficits. We all have things that we want more of that aren't quite there yet. And the reality is this might be a way for you to get that. But if you want to die doing what you love, it's really simple. Amid all this conversation, make sure you're spending as much time possible doing what you love. And then when you die, there's a good chance the odds will be in your favor that it'll happen during one of those times. kind of a morbid plan, but whatever works, whatever works, whatever motivates you. I wake up every day trying to come up with ideas to convey this message to you so you realize it's okay to be different. It's okay to be you. You are good enough. You have enough. And that's where it starts. And it's okay to put yourself first. So keep that in mind. I know it's kind of a scary thing. Change is always scary, especially when it comes in the form of change, big life-changing decisions like downsizing or reorganizing your life. But, and and there's, it's a struggle right now because COVID-19, the world is changing. We can't predict the future. We have to take care of the now, right? So, anyway, keep it in mind. I appreciate you showing up. I hope you'll share it. Um, I would love to hear from you. Just a hi, maybe a little comment about this and that. I would love for someone to say, "Listen, I picked up on this. I'm trying this." If you have something you want to talk about or you'd like me to talk about, please let me know. I would be more than happy to throw it out there. I've got a whole, I've got a whole lifetime of information I'm willing to give you, and I'm just going to keep working through it one day at a time, taking advantage of every bit of it. I hope you'll do the same. Um, When you go forward through today, make sure that you try and find kindness in your heart. You try and look from a platform of kindness. Um, Take everything that you take in to uh, evaluate what you're taking in. There's a lot of ugly in the world. We don't need any more ugly. This is about growing and prospering and becoming better people to live our best life. So keep that in mind as you move forward. And as always, just remember, today's your day. Make it a good one.